Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time, in that no matter wherever or whenever you are, no matter what timeline you are currently existing on, I hope that you are able to be aware of all the energy surrounding you in your particular circumstance as it pertains to the current Mercury retrograde. Now I'm going to go to astrology King right off the bat guys, because you might want to know what this particular Mercury retrograde has in mind for all of us. (laughs) Uh, Normally, typically Mercury retrograde in general does mean uh, it's time to slow down. Don't take any trips. Don't go anywhere. Don't use electronic devices if you can help it. Don't make any plans whatsoever and don't start anything new. Like at all. (laughs) It's not a time to start a brand new endeavor. And you know, I've been thinking about starting my, uh, hypnosis, uh, thing. And now I've just realized, oh crap. Oh crap. (laughs) I planned on starting it before Mercury went retrograde. So I've got to think long and hard on this one. I might want to wait or at least just start gathering up the information now that I need to do it and then release it when Mercury goes direct. So you guys still have a few more weeks to get your ideas in as far as what you want to do for hypnosis. You know, if there's anything at all that you want to work on, um, I have a list of like 16 things already that I'm planning on doing. Um, I'm just going to do pre-recorded. It's not going to be individualized, but that way you guys will get to save a bundle on these recordings. So, um, just let me know now and then I'll make it kind of impersonal, but again, that'll be for, so it'll be for everybody. But anyway, uh, aside from that, I just realized I just, the only reason I'm bringing that up and like, oh crap, (laughs) I'm a Virgo dude. I'm super affected by the Mercury retrograde. Mm. It's so annoying. (laughs) 2020, you got me again shit foiled again. <laughs> so, uh, astrologyking.com. Let's just get to it. Damn it. Mercury retrograde, October, 2020 aspects. Okay. So we pretty much know there's always a breakdown in communication at this time with Mercury retrograde. Um, it's not really technically going backwards in the sky. It just appears to us as if it is just because of 
I don't know, the angle we're looking at Mercury and the angle Mercury is, you know, traversing around the sun or whatever. And it's not really going backwards. It just feels backwards to us. And the energy from it is very strong. In fact, if you're a Gemini or a Virgo or those, um, you know, if Mercury plays any kind of aspect in your chart, you're going to be way more affected than, um, other signs, but everyone is affected. You know, some people it's just like a minor inconvenience. Um, this is a time no- normally for things like traffic accidents or travel delays. Like maybe you'll get there on time, but your luggage will get there a week later, you know, or three weeks later, that kind of thing. Uh, years and years ago, I used to always, always start a job when Mercury went retrograde. I mean, it never failed because it always fell within one or two weeks of my finishing my spring semester in university. And so I would always, you know, which is the same for everybody, the timing wise, it's like in like late May or early June usually. And I would always start a new job and love it. And when Mercury went direct, I would get fired <laughs> every frickin' time, either fired or the person who took maternity leave had decided to come back randomly or, you know, whatever the circumstance, we don't need you anymore. We hired someone permanent for the position because I was always a temp and I was always trying to get the temp to permanent position, you know, like every time, at least, you know, for the summer and then quit at the end, like, Oh, oops, got to go back to school. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) But that's why I always did temp work. I mean, my whole, um, you know, college career, I was just a temp and but that's something that always happened. I'd always find a job or it's like, man, I'd like to be here for the whole summer. You know, just they could find somebody in September. But right now, man, June, July and August, that this would be a perfect fit for me. And it just never worked out because Mercury would go direct and it'd be like, oh, sorry, Charlie. And then I'd have to spend another week or two trying to find another job and nothing ever fit and nothing ever worked out for the rest of the summer. It would be like, I'd work for two or three days, then two or three days off. And it just was that way. Like every year that I was in school for like six, seven, eight years, it was like that. And that's just what, what Mercury retrograde does. Anything you start that's brand new, during Mercury retrograde, as soon as it goes direct, boom, sorry, Charlie, that's over. Whether it's a brand new relationship, a brand new friendship. I've had friendships break up as soon as Mercury would direct. It's like, what the hell was that? Like we were like inseparable and best friends. And then all of a sudden, oh, (laughs) all right. I guess we have like nothing in common and we're no longer friends. Um, that was very, very weird. (laughs) And I've had uh, situations that would crop up only during the Mercury retrograde. So two or three times a year, those people would be in my life. But when Mercury went direct, it's over. I don't talk to them again until the next time, the next one. And that's just how it is. Mercury retrograde is weird. It's unfortunately been a very powerful factor in, in my whole, whole adult life. Mm. In fact, I was just mentioning on, on Instagram, on one of these posts that I have, um, eight planets in Virgo in the house of sex and death, the eighth house in my chart. And this one person who was like also subscribing to this person, she literally wrote to me, that's impossible. Nobody has that. 
like, I can't even believe that. What? That doesn't happen. You know, it's like, yeah, my friend who was an astrologer her entire adult life for like 45 years doing astrology and matchmaking and, and you name it. She saw my chart and she had already been doing charts for almost 30 years. She saw my chart and she said, Jesus, God, girl, I've never seen a chart like yours. You're lucky to be alive. <laughs> you know, I mean, having so many planets and death, but I mean, I am Azrael, angel of death, and my chart proves it, I guess. Um, I also have a degree in human sexuality and I became a sex therapist there for a minute. <laughs> you know, might as well use the planets to your advantage, baby. So what does it hold for us right now? Mercury retrograde, October. 2020. These are the aspects. Okay. So Mercury's opposite of Uranus. <laughs> uh, speaking of sex, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. This is a major influence on Mercury and it's a strong influence. And <clears throat> it talks about, he's talking about like the aspects of, you know, two degrees, whatever. I'm not going to say the degrees cause I don't even know what the hell that means. And if you want to know more about it, you want to know the degrees, please, by all means, visit astrologyking.com because he's amazing. All right. So what happens when you have Mercury opposite of Uranus? (laughs) It speeds up your thinking and your communications, which can leave you feeling very tense and very scattered right now. Unexpected news and surprising events can also increase your anxiety. Well, shit, howdy. We don't need that, do we? I'm like, yay, surprise. Ooh, anxiety. Not so much. Unexpected news. Well, damn. I don't know. (sighs) Damn. So, all right. Mercury retrograde can make it harder to perform mental tasks that require patience and self-discipline. Mercury retrograde opposite Uranus makes this even more challenging because of a low concentration span and the tendency to be easily distracted. (laughs) This is a better time to free your mind of responsibility and stay open-minded. You can make new discoveries, experience flashes of insight, or meet exciting new people who challenge your way of thinking. But when socializing, it's important to listen carefully and think twice before speaking. I'm a hey yoka shaman. So like half the shit I say is like embarrassing or accidentally, or it's overly sexual because of my planets and my chart. You know, I don't even mean it. I have a very innocent mind and I think normally or innocently. And I say everything, practically everything I say is super sexual and people that pick up on it, just have a field day with me. They think it's hilarious. (laughs) And being a Hayoka, you say awkward shit anyway, because you have to fester out whatever needs to be healed in the other person. And so I end up pissing a lot of people off and it's not even my intention. It's totally accidental. And as a Virgo, it just like breaks my heart that people are like irritated by me or annoyed by things I say, you know, I'm just so careful. And I still manage to have that Hayoka energy come out and just lambast the people that apparently need that. (laughs) So yeah. All right. Uh, I started to have a headache having the rest of my coffee because I forgot. Sorry about that. 
Um, I hope you guys enjoyed, by the way, uh, his sorcerer raven spells purring. He was cuddling with me for like three hours. He never sleeps this long and he slept in my arms and every time I'd move, he'd wrap his little teeny tiny long legs. He has long legs, but they're like spaghetti legs. They're so long and skinny. And he would just wrap them around my arm and purr even louder and pull my arm closer to him like a blanket. It was so adorable. And I just had to get a little audio clip of him purring because, you know, I have kitten fever. (laughs) It was dawning on me today. You know, my son is going to be 18 years old in two days. Why the hell did I just get a cat, a baby cat? That's like committing another 18 years of my life to another human or another being well, human being cat being whatever. I don't mind it so much, but I'm like, Oh, I was so looking forward to being free. And then this cat came into my life at this time. And it's like, dude, really? I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep him. I love him dearly. He's, you know, part of my world now. It's already been eight, nine days with him, but I just can't believe I did this. Oh my God. I obviously have zero problem making a commitment. (laughs) Oh, anyway, I, I, by the way, so I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed the kitty cat purr. Um, it, there's an energy there It's a beautiful, loving sound. And there's so much, um, there's a nice vibration there and it can raise your vibration and lower your, uh, blood pressure and lower your heartbeat, your heart rate. And it can actually just kind of calm you down. So I put that there, you know, for those of you who needed that. All right. Um, back to the show. (laughs) So what were we saying? Oh yes. Low concentration span, low concentration span and a tendency to be easily distracted. Well, yeah. Born in the year of the monkey. I'm already that. So this is just worse. Anyway, uh, this is a better time to free your mind of responsibility and stay open-minded. You could make new discoveries, experience flashes of insight, or did I just not freaking read this shit? Low concentration span, dude. Um, Okay, well, here we go. (laughs) Let's find where we were. Er. Okay, when socializing, it's important to listen carefully, to think twice before speaking. Mercury opposite Uranus gives a tendency to blurt things out that might shock and offend. Like I said, hey, yoga. You may feel the urge to instinctively take the other side and end up arguing just for the sake of arguing. Teasing and practical jokes at this time could get out of hand. And as soon as I say that, here comes the cat who loves to tease me. Hi, honey. What you doing? You want to say meow? Hello. He, we have to do a headbutt. Every time he comes up on the table, it's a headbutt moment. He, he likes that. That's how he says hello. I'm pretty certain he is my old cat that used to headbutt me. He's always grabbing my arm and licking my arm, just like my old cat used to also. Are you Corrigan? Are you my old changeling? No, he's just ignoring me now, of course. Typical cat. All right. (laughs) All right. Um, So, okay, Mercury opposite Uranus brings unexpected meetings with people or meetings with odd people that have very different backgrounds from your own. And Mercury retrograde 
means that you could meet someone from your past or even from a past life, which is cool. Well, you know, that does make sense because I did get this cat during the shadow period of Mercury retrograde. Hmm. He's definitely a person from my past. All right, Mercury retrograde, October 2020. I don't know why he keeps repeating that. <laughs> it's a problematic time for negotiating and making plans and important decisions, especially about business matters, travel, children, siblings, and education. Remaining flexible and adaptable will help you if your plans need changing or travels are interrupted. If starting a new journey, double check your booking. Get your car serviced before you leave. Also, you might experience computer malfunctions or other problems with electronics. Mercury Direct was opposite Uranus on October 7th. So any matters that were left unresolved from then may resurface when Mercury retrograde is opposite Uranus on the 19th, which I believe is Monday. So some new information might come to light, but final decisions still have to wait. Okay. So, uh, yet more information might be available around the 17th of November. And that's when Mercury is again, direct opposite Uranus. So anything that was kind of left unfinished on the 7th, you're going to get more information on the 19th, but the final information to make that final decision, November 17th. Crazy, right? So moon sextile Mercury reduces the risk of saying the wrong thing. Well, that's a freaking relief. <laughs> After the whole urine, Uranus uh, issue, it, it gives you good intuition. It puts you in touch with your own moods and the moods of other people. So you should instinctively know how to read a room, uh, what to say and when to say it. It reduces the risk of arguments. Oh, but the other one just made us arguing, arguing. Ah, okay, fine. It reduces the risk of arguments because it encourages cooperation. Well, that's nice. Mercury retrograde is like a kindergarten teacher, the sextile Mercury. Moon sextile Mercury, it's like a kindergarten teacher. All right. <laughs> it encourages cooperation. Mercury retrograde is generally a good time for catching up with old friends, reconnecting with family, reminiscing about the past. Moon sextile Mercury has a similar effect because it improves your memory and makes you more sensitive and caring. Well, that's good. Ah, that's good. All right. This aspect makes Mercury retrograde 2020 good for socializing and for talking about family and relationship problems. Others might come to you to share their feelings too. You could be someone's shoulder to cry on at this time or a relationship counselor. You could put people at ease with your intuitive understanding and genuine interest. Mercury sextile Venus is another very sociable influence because it helps you express love and affection. Yay. <laughs> And like moon sextile Mercury, it reduces anxiety and tension because by Mercury opposite Uranus, this helps you relax and enjoy more harmony and closer bonding in your relationships. This aspect also improves the outlook for business negotiations because it gives a good head for numbers, good social skills, and the ability to find win-win situations. 
So the impulsive, erratic, unpredictable nature of Mercury opposite Uranus is smoothed out by the Mercury sextile moon and Venus. So yeah, sextile aspects are very, very good. They look like a snowflake too. It's like six um, or three sticks, you know, like an X with with another one. So it's like six points to it is what a sextile, um, or I'm calling it energy, but the sextile symbol looks, it's like a six pointed um, star in a way. So it's kind of cool. Actually, I like it. So this aspect improves outlook for, uh, I already just said that, damn it. So the impulsive, erratic, unpredictable nature of Mercury opposite Uranus is smoothed out by moon sextile and Venus. Moon's Mercury sextile moon, Mercury sextile Venus. Blah, there we go. The unexpected changes to plans, business matters, and travels may now lead to exciting new opportunities, which is pretty cool. During Mercury retrograde, October 2020, your thinking becomes more intuitive, more original, alternative, hey, and experimental, more so than the tense, anxious, and scattered, uh, which is normally what people are during Mercury retrograde. Your words right now will be more friendly, more soothing, and more caring than abrupt and offensive. (laughs) Eh, Yeah, try me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Socializing and socializing more exciting and more enjoyable than the shocking and upsetting kind of socializing, I guess. Well, that's cool. Uh, now we have some fixed stars going on or I guess the stars, Mercury retrograde, October, 2020 stars. That's the heading. So, uh, we have fixed star Acrux. That sounds like something I've heard in Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Oh, that was Horcrux. All right. Fixed star Altheca. That just sounds like something made up and kind of dirty. <laughs> Alpheca. A-L-P-H-E-C-C-A. All right. So fixed star Acrux, A-C-R-U-X, in the Southern Cross is of the nature of Jupiter. It gives religious beneficence, ceremony, justice, magic, and mystery. This star is frequently prominent in the horoscopes of astrologers and occultists. Well, that's cool. It is credited with intuition, a grasp for the inner nature of one's fellow man, a preference for occult studies, a gift for successful investigation of the hidden side of things. That's, of course, what the word occult means is hidden. An inventive mind and a deeply religious nature connected with mystical and theosophical interests. Well, that's interesting. Fixed star Alfeca. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying this right. Alfeca sounds even worse. So, I mean, we're going to go with Alfeca or Alpheca. I don't know. Anyway, in the Northern Crown is of the nature of Venus and Mercury. Well, has a shitty name, but you know what? I like the nature of Venus and Mercury. It gives honor, dignity, poetical, and artistic ability. Mercury conjunct Alfeca means mind is more active than the body, somewhat indolent, benefits from friends. Ooh, hey, <laughs> extravagant, but saving in small things. 
and loss by enemies. Hmm. No, I don't like that. That's not good at all. So there we have it. Uh, so then he goes into the stationary direct and the direct aspect. Stationary is when it appears to be standing still and direct is when it goes direct. So, um, there's more, you know, it goes direct in Arcturus and Spica. Uh, so those, those stars that are direct, that's good. Those are good stars. Arcturus. That's where the Arcturians come from. Although they're in a higher dimension. Um, let's see. Uh, so he's talking though about, um, Scorpio because Mercury retrograde is, um, activated in Scorpio. So let me see. Uh, he keeps talking about direct, direct, direct. Now, why does it say it leaves the, the retrograde zone in July? What the hell is he talking about? Oh yeah. Okay. That was like, that was the first one. Sorry. Okay. So we are going to go direct on November, probably the fourth, because the third would be like the last day of retrograde. So we still got a few weeks to go, man. Um, well, shit, it is what it is. Uh, if you want to know what it is, if it's in your chart, he also has that as well just so you know. All right. Um, let me see where, where are we trying to find my spaceweather.com. Okay. So before we get into space weather, I do want to read your card, (laughs) the collective card for the day. I'm excited about this because this is a really fun one. Um, this is a rebel deck. Okay. So just going completely against with what was just said a few seconds ago, (laughs) The rebel deck is the Oracle with attitude has zero filter, zero fucks, and it's all fun. And it says at the top of the box, open if you dare. (laughs) And then on the back, it says brace yourself. So, I mean, this is kind of, kind of a quick, dirty, direct message. And it's, uh, insult added to your insight, but here's your insight. And I'm so happy to hear this during today, which is the day that I ordered all the groceries that will be delivered tomorrow for my son's little, I I don't want to say birthday party, but for his, his birthday on his birthday, my, uh, he, he, he informed me, he says to me yesterday, he's like, Oh, guess what's going to happen. I'm like, what? And he says, well, um, goatee is going to, um, meet me at the bar for a drink on my birthday. And I'm like, Okay, so my son is not spending his 18th birthday with his mom. He's instead spending it with our landlady. <laughs> she's 26. And and she's going to, I guess, buy him a beer because he will legally be able to drink finally. And because <laughs> it's 18 is, is the, the age here. And I'm like, that's kind of weird, you know, but she is a chef and they have a lot in common and she's one of the coolest people in the world and got him the job he has. And he just got paid. He's like, I'm so excited. I just got paid, you know? And so it's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) I'm just like, what? You're going to spend the, you're going to spend your birthday with the landlady. He's like, well, not the whole day. I'll spend part of the day with you, mom. 
Like, well, he better because I just ordered him a massive chocolate cake, which we'll get here tomorrow with a bunch of candles. Even though he said, I don't want a cake. Just buy me a beer. I'm like, dude, it's your 18th birthday. It's like an accomplishment. It's an accomplishment for me that I, you know, he's still alive after 18 years with me. I I don't know. I just, (laughs) oh my God, you guys, I did it. Oh, on Sunday will be finally, oh, I did it. I did it. I, I was a single mom since 2010. I, well, I mean, I was single kind of for 18 months before like 2008 when I filed for divorce, but my husband, their father died in 2010. I have been a single mom this whole freaking time. And now my son, my youngest is an adult on Sunday. I am kind of reeling from it honestly and I think that's why I bought a cat it's like a midlife crisis sort of I don't want to be alone what if he moves out oh my god he doesn't get paid enough to move out on his own yet but we're working on all that so anyway I'm just like ah (laughs) so I did I bought him I bought him a chocolate cake which is awesome so anyway this is what the car and it does tie into the card just trust me on this hold on a minute I'll get to what I what else I've ordered <laughs> I ordered the the groceries paid for it it'll be here tomorrow and then I went upstairs and I asked prime creator which deck do I use and he said the rebel deck and this is the card that fell out of the deck and this is for all of you including me all of us in the collective and this is what it says step away from the crazy making diet for a hot second kale and spirulina taste like ass (laughs) i'm gonna read that again (laughs) this is the card this is your card step away from the crazy making diet For a hot second, kale and spirulina taste like ass. And then I turn it around on the other side of this card and it says, eat some yummy shit, bacon, chocolate, beer, get some. (laughs) Eat some yummy shit, bacon, chocolate, beer, get some. Those are all, I just ordered these like an hour ago. Oh my God, I ordered it and went upstairs and started, and I started shuffling the deck and I didn't even have my glasses on. So I couldn't even see what was coming out of the deck. And I asked God, send an angel. And he sent Archangel Uriel, who's been with us for two weeks to pick the collective card of the day. And this is the one that flew out of the deck while I was shuffling. So I didn't like just part the deck and pick the one I liked it. it, This is literally all God's doing. When this comes out of the deck, this is how I do it. This is how I do all of my readings because it is a, a, it's a conglomeration. It's, it's not just me shuffling three or four times going, Oh, this feels right. Boom. And then it's my old own subconscious. No, I shuffle. And sometimes it takes me an hour to shuffle a 10 card reading because it's when the angel decides to pull it out. When God tells the angel, this is the card. And this is the card, guys. Eat some yummy shit. Bacon, chocolate, beer, get some. So I, I spent way more money than I should have because I don't have an income anymore. But I did. I bought my kids some Lindor truffles, which are pretty expensive. 
um, down here and I bought a big chocolate cake and I bought him, I bought four different beers, like individual beers that are like the, the, um, iguana pale ale, the condor black stout and the, um, red llama ale. And these are all from Peru. They're imported from Peru. They're really good. And when we, right before we went to Colca Canyon, um, we kept drinking beer from there. Nobody ever cards anybody in like from Mexico on down. I mean, if you're five years old and can make it to the liquor store, you can buy yourself a freaking beer. And that shocked the hell out of us when we first got, you know, to Central and South America. But it gave my kids kind of a weird advantage over kids in the States. Because when you're a kid in the States, you have to sneak around and hope to God you don't get caught. When you're 16 and 17 years old, you're just wanting to party and, you ha- and you're like, it's in your mind because you can't do it till you're 21. And it's just one of those crazy making things where it becomes an obsession. And my kids always knew that they could go buy whatever, whenever. And so every now and again, they'd get a beer, they'd each get a beer. And I'd be like, dude, I didn't give you money for that. You know, I didn't ever say, yeah, go get a beer for yourself. Except in Colombia, because it was so freaking hot. And I was just like, that's it. Let's just get a beer, you know? Um, and the beer there is like water. So it's not, it's like drinking like Budweiser light. It's hardly anything, hardly any alcohol in it. But, um, but they just kind of grew up where they could just go get a beer whenever they wanted. And it was easy and and it wasn't, so they never wanted it the way that, you know, like the way I did. I mean, when I was 14, I just, man, I get drunk at every turn, every chance I could like, oh man, you know, and I would drink so much and it was so bad. And now like my oldest is like, just buy me a beer, mom, just a beer. He's going to turn 18. And that would be like the one time where you go absolutely nuts and crazy and let's get drunk. And he's just like, I don't want to get wasted. I'm an adult now. I'm like, wow, that was, that's how both my kids are. Like my oldest had, she had her last couple glasses of wine with me before she got on that plane because she was legal to drink and she got to the States and she was still a little bit drunk. <laughs> and I think she drank on the plane. I think she lied to me about that. I have a feeling, a sneaking suspicion. And, and they're like, you're drunk. And she's like, yeah. So I was, I was literally in a country where it was legal for me to drink. And I drank a lot and she didn't, she only drank like one or two glasses of wine with me. And there's no way over the course of four hours, she'd still be drunk. But here she says, you know, she calls me. She's like, so they're detaining me. I'm like, what the hell? Like literally her first act as an adult in the United States on her own. They detained her in Los Angeles airport for 24 hours because she was drunk and they did not want her to be let out into the community. I'm like, what did they think you were going to do? Like, that's like ridiculous. And, and she's like, there's nothing they can do because I didn't get drunk in the United States. I got drunk. I I think on the plane, honestly, but in South America where it's totally legal. So it was like one of those weird catch 22s. I'm like, so the very first thing that happened to you is like, get arrested. She's like, yeah, I mean, kind of pretty much. Yeah. I was detained. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It's just, it's our Irish blood or something. I don't know. Anyway. Um, 
but yes, that's my son. I just want, I just want, I want beer. But what I bought him is yes, I did buy him bacon. We don't eat bacon often. If we are Muslim, we love bacon. We still break the rule for that and ask God for forgiveness because we can't help ourselves sometimes. But, um, bacon, chocolate, and beer, literally, I think even on my grocery list, they're right next to each other. That's like so crazy, right? And, and it's funny because it says, uh, step away from the crazy making diet. Kale and spirulina taste like ass. Well, I actually have kale <laughs> in my refrigerator right now. I don't have spirulina, but I do have spinach. So yeah, I've been trying to eat very healthy and then it's my son's birthday. So I'm going to go a little crazy and I spent an extra 40 bucks that I shouldn't have, but it's, you only turn 18 once, right? So anyway, that's it. Happy birthday my, to my beautiful son. He's not going to hear this show, so he won't know about the secret until tomorrow when he gets home from work and he'll be like, oh my God, there's a, yeah, there's a cake. Oh, but I, I just couldn't forgive myself if I did not buy my kid a cake for his 18th birthday. You know, we have been through some shit together and you know, he deserves it. He's been working his butt off in this new job. And I'm so proud of him. He's learning everything there is to know about the restaurant business. And he and the boss are becoming good friends and it's pretty cool. I'm really excited about, about all this for him. Like I just, um, I wish he would get paid more, but this is Ecuador and he he gets $2 and 50 cents an hour, which is insane. But then he also gets tips. And so it's like, well, he'll probably be living at home for a minute until he gets a, a upgrade in his pay. He's still in his training period. <clears throat> and But I think he's going to get a raise soon. But yeah, boy. I couldn't believe this card. This just blew my freaking mind. Those are the three, those are three things that I very rarely even buy. And this is the one time I bought these three things. And the fact that I even have kale in my fridge, that blew my mind. I hope you guys can relate to that. Basically, the the rebel deck is giving you permission to just like step away from whatever you, you know, just go eat, just go have some hog and dogs, baby. Just whatever it is that you're going to feel like I need this right now, especially since it's mercury retrograde and all kinds of crazy shit is happening. And by the way, hold on a second. <laughs> mm. All right. I had to have that one more sip of coffee. Uh, by the way, um, astrology King did also have a very extensive pass at Donald Trump's, uh, recent illness with COVID. And oh my good God, this guy, he is lucky that this did not kill him. He is lucky that he's alive right now. When you see this guy's chart, shit, man, like over half of his aspects mean sudden death. And one of his aspects is for asphyxiation or poisoning. And that is how Putin kills people or attempts to kill people that go against him. And I'm just looking at this chart going, Oh my God. Like I don't wish any of these things on anybody, not illnesses, not anything, but most of his aspects, um, in his chart 
do talk about uh, possibly dying of lung complications, lung infections, things like pneumonia. Like, is that not completely crazy? He is lucky that he lived through this crap. Absolutely lucky. So if you want to go check it out, I, I may read it. I may read it next week because, you know, he's already better. You know, he's already okay. But I mean, looking at this chart, he is damn lucky that he's alive. Like he's got a really good guardian angel or something because, oh my God. But if he dies suddenly out of nowhere, it's in his chart that that would happen. You know, but that's crazy. The poisoning one, that one blew my freaking mind. I'm going to, I'm going to have to look at it and maybe tell you guys about it later. I'll have to make the decision. Maybe Tuesday we'll go through it. But current conditions, faceweather.com, solar wind speed right now, 310.6 kilometers per second, which means it's picked up quite a bit since yesterday. We do have a new sunspot, AR2776. That is uh, there. It's uh, crackling right now. Crackling with minor B-class solar flares. So if you've been feeling all this random, like wild energy, it's starting. It's starting up again. So um, sunspot number 14 and the minor solar flare activity, uh, it says that departing the active region AR2775, which is um, the last one. It just left. It just went around the edge of the sun. But before it did, it unleashed a pair of C-class solar flares um, just today. Now, the strongest one was a C-3.5 and propelled a giant cloud of plasma into space. It's not going to hit Earth, okay? But it just this massive plasma, it almost hit us. I feel really grateful it didn't, honestly. I could use a couple days break from all this nuts energy we've been getting. So the UV radiation from these flares briefly did, though, ionize the top of Earth's atmosphere. And it caused minor shortwave radio brownouts over South America, where I am. So that makes sense because earlier I was feeling some energy. It wasn't a lot. It was just a teeny tiny bit. But it was like, everything was fine. I feel great all day. And then all of a sudden I got really tired for about, maybe about 20 minutes, maybe half hour. And I was like, well, all right, this is weird. I was really looking forward to having a day without solar activity, without that plasma and the flares and all the cosmic radiation. But, you know, hey, people in hell want ice water. (laughs) So, all right. um, Ulu neutron counts are high. We've had an increase of 0.2% since yesterday. We're 9.7% of the space age average of cosmic radiation hitting us. Um, Solar wind is currently flowing out of the southern corona hole in the sun, and it will be reaching Earth around the 20th and the 21st of October. So about Tuesday and Wednesday. So it looks like we might be catching a break, which is pretty cool. Uh, during this weekend. So I'm excited about that. All right. So NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network managed to capture 20 fireballs roaring over the United States. 18 of them were sporadic. One was an Orionid and one was a Southern t- 
torrid. So, well, that, that's uh, less than yesterday where we had 33. So that's pretty cool. Uh, as far as the Schumann resonance is today in Italy, according to disclosurenews.it, they have power seven and a power nine. <laughs> So barely above the normal mark, which is 7.83 Hertz frequency, which is what it's been more or less since the Schumann resonance has been discovered. But suddenly out of nowhere, it started getting really active and way up there in numbers. And we're going to go over the heart math as soon as this, ah, I had it all queued up. Now I've got to start over. Uh, All right. I waited too long. My cat wanted to cuddle. (laughs) And so we cuddled and now nothing is queued up completely. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Where are we? We're going to see on. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I'm still trying to queue it up. This website is so hard to do on my tablet, which is where I'm recording this from. Alrighty. Alrighty then. Here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, Wednesday, the 14th at the 2300 hour. So we had been talking about how... um, Some of these numbers are down to zero. Alberta, Canada finally came up off the mat and Hafouf Saudi Arabia is at zero on as far as Wednesday was concerned. This is two days ago, the Schumann resonance. But before that, two days before, or like, well, the day before, Hafouf Saudi Arabia went up to 184 hertz frequency. So... I don't know. There's like I told you before, you guys, it's a kind of, it's a point of contention with me. And then people go, Oh, the Schumann resonance is so high. Oh my God. And they're only looking at one website because it's the one website. They it's pretty and heart math is not a very pretty website, but it has more information and they have six stations around the United or United States around the whole world. They have six stations around the world. And these numbers are, absolutely proving that we're in the fifth dimension. And it's weird to me when people go someday we'll be in the fifth dimension and they're only looking at the Schumann resonance of Italy, which is usually like super low for some weird reason. And then every now and again, it gets up to 60 or 70 and people go, Ooh, it's the highest it's ever been. No, it's not. That's like one of the lowest numbers in the whole world. Repeatedly every day, scientifically, you can go and look. And, and check it out. And um, I've had people argue with me that, well, they don't really measure it in Hertz frequency. They measure it in power and nobody knows what that means. Yes, they do. Read the rest of the website. Now, a power is when they look at all the different uh, ones over the course of one hour and they take, I think it's either the highest number or the median number of all, I think it's the average of all the numbers. So, you know, every minute for 60 minutes, it takes 60 and then they average it. So they call it the power, but it's still a Hertz frequency. They're not measuring it in some other rando thing. They're actually measuring it in Hertz frequency. So Hertz frequency of the fifth dimension is 40 minimum and up. So here we go. This is what happened on Wednesday. 
Hopefully if Saudi Arabia had been at 184 earlier, like the day or two before this, but then at the 2300 hour on Wednesday, went back down to zero. The rest of everybody else, they were in the fifth dimension. I mean, technically, uh, California was at 92 Hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 137 Hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at 127 Hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand was at 46 Hertz frequency. And last but not least, Hulului, South Africa was at 127 Hertz frequency, just like Alberta, Canada. So, I mean, out of the six cities, if you want to count Italy out of the seven cities, only two of them are not in the fifth dimension. If you want to look at it, Hertz frequency wise. Although my higher guidance does say that, yeah, we've been in the, the fifth dimension for quite some time, actually for like a while. So, you know, things are going to fluctuate, obviously. You know, you have good days and bad days. So does the planet. But I don't know. I like that we have the science to kind of back up how we're feeling, you know, on the days that we're feeling kind of like crazy and out of it. And then we could go to space weather and find out, oh, crap. (laughs) There's a bunch of cosmic radiation coming our way. Or, oh, no, look at all the solar winds flowing. Oh, wow, look at all the plasma, all the gamma rays coming from the sun. Look at the CME just broke off the sun and, and, and just pummeled us. You know, you know, or look at the aurora borealis. That's proof that we have a crack in the magnetosphere, which is letting in the radiation from the sun and the cosmos and the plasma waves and from other parts of the galaxy. We've been hit by pulsars and magnetospheres, magnetars, pulsars and magnetars this year too. This has been a really crazy year um, for a lot of that cosmic radiation stuff. And on a spiritual level, what this does for us is it helps us to spiritually grow. So it is a blessing. It feels like a curse some days, <laughs> you know, the days when your tinnitus won't stop ringing and your eyes are so blurry. You think that you might be going blind. Something happened maybe to my eyesight. Damn. And then a week later, you're like, Oh, I can see fine. I don't know what happened, but I'm better now. You know, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I can hear now. Tinnitus is gone. Weird, you know, uh, but it's, it's giving us all these Ascension symptoms. And, you know, for those of you who are brand new to the show, this is why I'm mentioning it again. And those of you who've been with me for a while, you know, you're like nodding your head going, yep, <laughs> we've been going through it. We've been going through it for years, but this past year has been, this is, this is a crazy year. I think, I can't remember how many years they say, Shereen Kira said that this whole year is going to take us I think it's going to take us through 12 years worth of spiritual growth in one year, something like that. It really feels like it. I mean, in September, it was 12 days every day. We went through a full year of spiritual growth in 30 days. This month, we're going to go through six months worth of spiritual growth, six months worth in 30 days. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I keep hopping timelines. I keep feeling like, you know, like I'll go to bed and wake up and feel like I'm in a whole different place. Like I'm in a whole different place emotionally, mentally. My body feels weird, feels different. Um, 
I don't know. It's weird. I think overall I'm getting younger, but I fluctuate back and forth. Like my age, apparent age changes. And, um, I don't know. I mean, things are crazy. I mean, I've been breathing in this, uh, uh, ash from the volcano. Oh my God. This volcano already has been going off all week long. We've been covered in ash. Like our whole skies has just been blanketed with this particulate matter. Like I put my pajamas on. This is a really weird thing. I put my pajamas on and they were clean. I just washed them clean, went to bed. And when I woke up, I was like covered in ash on my pajamas. It looked like I spilled an ashtray on my legs. And it's like, what? And I think before I got into bed, I sat on my bed with my pajamas. This is what's on top of my covers. And I wake up with a metallic, weird taste in my mouth from the, from breathing in the damn ashes. I look like I've been blazing all week. I look like I've been smoking, you know, ganja out of a bong, like instead of breathing air, my eyes are so damn red and I haven't been except for Monday. Okay. Just a little bit on Monday, but all week I have been like, my eyes are just beat red. I put, I use Visine. My eyes are still red from all the particulate matter in the air from San Gay Volcano going off. I mean, ash plume after ash plume. I mean, there has been, uh, planes have been grounded this week a little bit. Uh, normally we hear the planes, uh, going in the air and I, it's, I think once this week, did I hear plane at the normal hour? I, I feel like they've all been grounded because of this volcano. Uh, I'm just like, I don't know. I keep asking God, let me know <laughs> when I could start working on the things I need to work on, you know, let me know when the government's going to release my microphone and all of my audio equipment. So I could start making the uh, hypnosis audios for you guys. And I could start doing some of these things that I've been planning my classes. And I also can't get a job teaching English until I have the correct audio equipment because it's a requirement for the jobs for all the companies. So I'm just like, what the heck? And all this stuff, it's when the shadow period started in September is when all of a sudden all my stuff is confiscated by the government. <laughs> and they have a, a you know, they, they say that they can take up to three months to release it. I'm just like, please, please, God, let them release it soon. <laughs> but now I realize Mercury retrograde. Okay, whatever. We'll wait till it goes direct. I'm not going to worry about it. But in the meantime, I do need to hear from you guys for what, what do you want to work on? You know, we'll make it so everyone can benefit, um, you know, from it. But something happened to me today, which was very odd. I got attacked by somebody again, a rando person, like no one I know, but, um, I had, someone had said, made a funny TikTok video about Aleister Crowley being in hell, I guess. And she didn't explain why. So these people are like, well, what are you even talking about? You know? And apparently she's like, oh, because he was a racist. It's like, well, all right. You could have explained that in the TikTok video, but all right. Yeah. We can all get behind that. Obviously, 
you know, nobody likes a racist and, um, except other racists. So, but this one person was like, I don't understand what happened. And so she was kind of like, I don't understand. Why, why are you against him? Is it because he did all those drugs? And so my comment to this person was, well, Alistair Crowley was addicted to heroin because his doctor, not knowing what heroin can do, uh, actually prescribed it because it was brand new as, as a drug at that time, in the 1800s or early 1900s. And it, that was prescribed for asthma because there was no inhalers back then. And so he didn't quote unquote, do all these drugs. He actually became a heroin addict because he had asthma and he wanted to breathe. And that's what the doctor prescribed him. And, um, you know, he might've done other drugs, but that's what I know. Well, this person attacked me. I guess they saw my comment and went and saw that I, I called myself a shaman called me culturally misappropriating. I'm like, you can't really misappropriate from your own culture. Cause I am Cherokee and my grandfather did grow up on Cherokee lands in Arkansas. And even the family who adopted and raised me, my grandfather, that grandfather too was from Cherokee lands, grew up in Cherokee lands in Arkansas. And I grew up with a native American, um, you know, philosophy. And I, my ancestors, you know, showed up (laughs) and gave me spiritual lessons in the form of a crow since I was three years old. So I am very, very native American and that's how I identify. And there's also shamanism in many different cultures around the world. The word itself comes from Asia. And like I talked about this yesterday, I have Asian blood, our Cherokee people, we, you know, we've, we might have ties to Asia land bridge theory. You know, uh, when you have AB blood or B blood that comes from Asia. So I'm not culturally appropriating or misappropriating anything. I am what I am. And that is a Hayoka lightning shaman. When you get hit by lightning, no matter where you're from, if God hits you with lightning and you live through it, you become a lightning shaman. You now control the weather if you want And I've been able to do that with God, you know, through God, of course, um, I've been able to stop the rain. I've been able to start the rain, start or stop. I've been able to open up the heavens in a way that I don't get rained on (laughs) in other people. Usually I do it for other people, you know, if they're sick and they don't want to get rained on and they know about my ability. Um, that's being a true shaman baby. And yes, I am. But this person personally attacked me and, and I, I was getting ready to put a real nasty note back. I just hit me wrong. And, and why it hit me wrong is because they attacked me psychically. And I, and I did that thing where I, you know, I felt it in my prana aura and I grew my prana aura and it looks, it looks like it sounds weird, but it looks like a condom and you just unroll it from your feet all the way up over your head, like a sweater. And then you imagine that you're just putting it back over their head, like opposite. So like out the outside in now or inside out, and you just tie it at the bottom and say, you live with this energy that you sent to me and you live with it until you can be nice until you can be kind. And that's what I did. <laughs> I just like, whoop, boop, 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 boop. And the second I finished that little energetic, taking that crap off me and put it back on you. Cause you need to own the energy, the nasty energy you sent me. And as soon as I did that, um, this person immediately detracted their comment and it does not even exist anymore. 
Oh my God, you guys, this is powerful. So if you feel someone sending you darts or swords or needles or any kind of horrible energy, just, just grow the prana a couple inches out from your body and roll it off your body like a sweater or like a condom, put it back on them and tie it at the bottom. That's the visualization. It's hilarious. It makes you laugh and it does work. And I just did it again today. And I was like, the second I did that and I pushed the energy back, I'm like, this is yours screw off, you know, and it wasn't just what she said. It was the energy she sent me because of that crazy energy, that Uranus, Mercury (laughs) energy. And I'm like, dude, anyway, that's it. I'm going to take a quick break guys. When I come back, I'm going to be doing the earth changes report and the weekly weird world news. Okay. Right after this message.
future. It's our Earth. We need to protect it for what it's worth. Alright guys, so this is the Earth Changes Report, followed by the weekly World Weird News. And basically, the reason why I do this Earth Changes Report, it's all the stuff that's happening as a result of natural disasters, not um, normal news like war or whatever. Um, I do this because I feel like If it's in our energy field, it's our duty to pray for those people um, who are suffering at the hands of Mother Nature right now, and the people that choose to be in the path of consistent um, ravaging storms or hurricanes or earthquakes or volcanic explosions or whatnot, a lot of times they choose to be in that situation because they're going to spiritually grow and also possibly elicit compassion and love from other people around the world and it helps other people spiritually grow as well and it reaps good karma for the people who are going through these natural disasters you know so it's important though in my experience to pray for the people that need our love and support and our, and our help and if we can't you know rescue a whole nation full of people, we can at least pray for them. Uh, I was watching a video that Cosmic Empress put out today, and she said something about um, how she just feels bad for people that are in nations that are poor or people that are going through these things. And I pointed out, and she even hearted my uh, comment. You know, I said, hey, Feeling bad for somebody does nothing for them, but when you just send love and light and prayers, that raises yours and theirs, uh, their consciousness. You know, all of our consciousnesses are raised. So as we go through the Earth Changes Report, I just simply will ask that where they're having wet-related weather that is wreaking havoc, let's send them sunshine and love. Where they're having fires... Let's send them rain and love. (laughs) So the point is to always send people uh, love and, you know, just placing our attention there, our intention and our, uh, and our attention. It's, um, you know, it doesn't seem like much, but it is so much more than you can imagine. Because this whole world, even though it feels solid and looks like it is what it is and what you see is what you get, everything in this world is energy, in flux, in motion, and it's emotion. So it's not only in motion, it's emotion. And this whole world is a matrix. It's just energetic patterns. And if we can become a part of the solution as opposed to a part of the problem, if by our love, our attention, and our compassion, and our active prayer, and sending Reiki, sending energy, 
if you don't do Reiki, that's okay. Just imagine, you know, just your intention of, you know, sending the energy of warm hugs, loves, asking for angels to go be at the sides of the people who are going through the hard changes on the planet. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for them, you know, and it certainly does not hurt. Larry Dorsey, uh, many years ago did a study that proves that prayer works. Prayer is real, that it actually does help people. Now he, he did studies where some people knew they were being prayed for and some people, uh, did not know they were being prayed for and everyone got better no matter what, whether they believed in God or believed in prayer didn't matter. Prayer works. I've, I've witnessed miracles come out of prayer. My dad had a tumor in his cheek and they said it's most definitely cancer. The kind of tumor he had, that was like super fast growing. The doctor said the way it is, you know, we're going to go in and do the biopsy, but we're pretty much, you know, based on your age and your health and all the factors involved in cases such as yours, it's like 90 to 95% it's cancer. So hopefully we'll get it all and then we'll do the other treatment. So my dad got the way he says that I got on the horn. <laughs> he always called the telephone, the horn. It's hilarious. <laughs> he says, yeah. So I just got, he says to me, yeah, I got on the horn and I called uh, 10 key people and they all called all of their prayer groups. And I had people in three different States praying for me. And two days later I went in for that biopsy and the tumor had shrunk to a third of its size and it was not cancer. And a sim, a similar thing happened to my grandmother when she had, um, a lump the size of a golf ball in her breast. And they said, well, based on your health and your sedentary lifestyle and the fact that you're an older woman and you know, all these factors, you know, pretty much we think it's cancer and we're going to go and do the biopsy, the same exact thing. And if it is cancer, then we'll start the cancer treatments, blah, dee, da, dee, da. So my grandmother was kind of scared and she said, I need you to pray for me. I said, well, I'm going to not only pray, pray for you and my husband, you know, we're going to pray for you, but we're also going to go to self-realization fellowship. And I put in a prayer request for the monks and the nuns. And I also felt, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda's energy with me. I felt his spirit with me and I asked him to pray as well for my grandmother. And I put it on a Saturday afternoon. My grandmother told me on Friday that she says, well, Monday I'm going to get the, the operate, you know, this biopsy. And she, um, you know, she said, just pray for me because I don't want this to be cancer and I want it to be okay. I'm like, all right, fine. So I prayed for her and I had the, the monks and the nuns of self-realization fellowship. I put the request in the box and I asked Paramahansa Yogananda also, and all of the masters of self-realization fellowship. Uh, I asked them all cause I know that their spirits are very connected to those grounds. So I said, please pray for my grandmother that this is not cancer and that the tumor she does have shrinks. So the same exact scenario. A third the size 
of what it was just a few days before and definitely was not cancer. So I'm telling you this because prayer is real and it does affect the people you pray for. And so you do, um, make a difference, even if it's just like a five second prayer or, you know, a 10 or 15 second prayer, it's, it's, um, the intention and the attention that you pay. So this is why I do the earth changes report, not only just out of, you know, you know, sheer curiosity about what's going on, morbid curiosity about what's going on. Not just that it's about praying and using our power of our intention to affect and change the world in positive ways. And then as a reward, I followed up with the weird news weird news, weird headlines from around the world because it's super fun and it's a great way to end the week. And if you're one of the people that saves the weekly weird world news until Monday, it's a good way to start the week as well. I know a lot of people say, Oh no, I wait till Monday because that's my Monday commute. I look forward to that every Monday. Like that's the thing that gets me out of bed to go to work is to hear this because it just it just really thrills me to hear the weird news. It's amazing. So I have had a lot of people uh, tell me that that's that's how they use the show, like you know the commute to and from work, and it just kind of it's that one thing to look forward to. So either way, no matter how you live with my work, no matter how you live with my podcast, um, I'm gonna keep doing the Earth Changes Report. I hope you enjoyed hearing the Cup of Boy. National Irish School. Oh, those kids are so adorable. And that they wrote that song themselves as a teacher's, um, the teacher put the project together. So I just kind of made them my, my headliner (laughs) every, every single week. Ever since I first heard that show, that, that, um, song, it just touched my heart. So I had to share it with you guys and I don't know about you, but it always makes me dance. <laughs> anyway, uh, watchers.news is where I go for the uh, weekly news. And here we go. Uh, let's see. Unusually intense record storm knocks the power out to over 200,000 customers in the capital district of New York. So, wow, that's... um. I wanted to, did I even say that one last week? I can't remember. So that was, that might've been where we left off last week. So since then, and it's probably, I'm sure they have their power back on category two hurricane. Oh my God. Called Delta made landfall in Louisiana. Darn. Well, let's send love and light and sunshine to Louisiana. Same thing to New York. Let's send love and light and sunshine to New York. Um, Well, damn, I did not know about this. Wildfires rage across South America, causing total destruction. Well, shit, I'm going to go and see. Uh, Is that even near me? Maybe that's what I've been breathing in. I mean, it's been really crazy. So it's, oh, wow. So this is in, oh, yeah, right. Okay, Argentina, Brazil, Bolivia, and Paraguay. Oh, my God. You know what? That's terrible, man. Uh... Wow, a lot of Karaya monkeys have perished. Aw, I love monkeys. They're one of my favorite animals. 
Oh, they're all my favorite animals. Just to be honest, I love animals, but monkeys are really special. So, um, they're looking at all the monkey populations to see, but I guess, um, otters, fox, deer, caimans or caimans, uh, turtles, snakes, birds, um, are good at escaping the fire, but apparently the, uh, because of deforestation and whatnot, it's hard for the monkeys to escape. So that's like really, really sad. I know that there was some problems with, um, in Argentina with the wine, like the wineries are being affected, like not enough. It's just drought. Like they're not, the grapes aren't getting enough, which is, it's a tragedy in and of itself because Argentinian wine is the bomb. (laughs) It's a really good, really good wine. But, um, obviously it's more of a big tragedy for the animals. So there's a national emergency declared by Congress in Paraguay. Um, it's just the forest. Everything is dry. Like we need rain in South America. I don't need it here in Ecuador. It rains plenty here. Although I do need it maybe over the weekend just to knock some of the particulate matter from the volcano out of the air. But, um, everyone is just, it's like droughts and fires down throughout the southernmost tip of South America. So if you could just send love and light and a lot of sunshine, lots of, I mean, not sunshine. Um, I mean, rain, listen, rain. I just, I was looking at a picture of the fires and I got distracted. Wow. What did I just say in the first half? The distraction. Wow. 6 million hectares in Bolivia were lost in 2019. And it's, you know, here in 2020, over 2 million hectares already. Ugh, wow. That's really sad. Bolivia is like a super poor country. I've heard that it was very interesting. There's a lot of brujos there, a lot of witches there. They have some very deep, powerful roots to magic over there. And it's uh, pretty, pretty cool. I met some Bolivian witches. And if you ever want to hear about it, I wrote, I mean, I did, I did a show last year about the Um, witch markets of Peru. So if you want to hear that episode, it's pretty interesting about the stuff that I discovered there. So yeah, let's just send a lot of rain to the Southern part of South America. Severe floods in Southeast Asia claim 28 lives. Okay. So to Asia, we need to send sunshine. Let's send love around the world. But let's send sunshine to Asia and rain to South America. Statistics, sharp increase in natural disasters over the past 20 years. Well, no shite Sherlock. We knew that. I'm pretty sure we already knew that, right? I mean, it just seems like it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And then uh, death toll climbs to 29 in central Vietnam when over 130,000 houses were flooded. Ugh man. Well, it sends sunshine to Vietnam. Extremely rare red auroras seen for two nights in a row over Finland, which we knew because we were paying attention to that during the week. I even added one of those to my stories. I mentioned one of the photographers who captured what I'm now dubbing is the giant red vagina in the sky. (laughs) The terrifying vagina in the sky. 
It's that was one of the creepiest things I've ever seen, to be honest. Red auroras freak me out. China has seen historical 21 large scale floods and national average rainfall in 2020. So sunshine to China. This is another thing. My son was just telling me that they're on the verge of um, starvation in China. Did you guys hear that? He was like, why? They they supply 60% of the food in the world. I mean, China is a very industrious country. They supply 60% of the food in the world, and they're on the verge of starvation. So does that mean that they're that 60% of the food world's food supply just is gone now or that they're just, they continue to produce the food, send it overseas and they're not leaving enough for themselves. That might be very well the case. Um, I don't know what's going on in China. Let's just send them a lot of love and light because you know, the government is, you know, communist and, they don't allow religion. They don't allow prayer actually, but it's not the best place for the people to be. There's a lot of messed up things. I I heard a story uh, that this week they found 5,000 pets, animals in boxes in taped up boxes. Like they're getting ready to ship somewhere, not even with holes in the boxes. And they died, like 5,000 animals. I just heard this like a couple days ago. It, it really disturbed me. Like, there's some really strange things going on in China. And I don't understand exactly... I don't understand the mentality of a lot of this. You know, like that, specifically. Like, not honoring and loving animals. Like, especially pets. You know, and I don't know. I mean, all animals deserve that. I mean, but they, in that one weird market, they even have wolves. You know, I had a fantasy. I was going to go to China and, and buy a wolf and say, don't worry, I'll kill it at home when I get, I like my meat fresh, right? Because it's a meat market, right? You can eat whatever you want. And I was like, okay, you know, it's my wolf. I'm going to, I'll butcher it myself. Don't worry. And then not really butcher it, but go and find a place where it can live in the wild. But how can you even bring a wild wolf outside of the border? You know what I mean? So I was like, part of me was like, oh, I'd love to rescue wolves, you know, there. But now I'm thinking I can't because I don't even know what to do. I guess the only thing we could do is just send love and light and imagine like giant light bulbs going off over people's heads when they go, oh, animals have a consciousness. Oh, let's love them. You know, like, I don't know. It just, we need to send a lot of love to China. A lot of people need to wake up over there. I think just like the whole rest of the world, but still China had 21 large scale floods. Let's send them sunshine and love and imagine them all spiritually awakening at once. At least 13 people have been killed in Hyderabad, India as the worst rains in more than 100 years flood the area. So let's send sunshine all throughout all of Asia, man, India, China, Vietnam, all of Asia needs sunshine. Whereas <laughs> all South America, it just seems like everything is off kilter and off balance. Let's send love and balance to the whole world. A Southern new England hit by a rare derecho. 
so okay I guess that means storm New England meaning in the United States I don't know why they're calling it derecho that means right in Spanish you know like benefit or right you know like a like a civil rights or you know amigos con derechos (laughs) you know friends with benefits so I don't know why they called it a derecha I'd never heard that before last week anyway uh, that happened and then Cameron Peak Fire grows to the largest in Colorado's history Uh, let's send sunshine I mean not sunshine let's send rain to Colorado and love to Colorado my brother's in Denver I hope he's not affected by that We've been talking all week, and I forgot to ask him about that. Death toll jumps to 77 people in India as the unseasonal record rain hits. It's probably the same exact area. I'm trying to look. The map looks a little bit different from what they're showing, but anyway, let's send sunshine to India. So basically, let's send rain to the western half of the United States. And to southern, like South America, the southern part at least. And let's send sunshine to all of Asia. And that's, uh, there's not a whole lot of of news, like, you know, really. That's it. There was a near, a new mass death of sea animals discovered off of the coast of Russia in Kamchatka. Um, it's another mass die-off of the marine animals. Uh, we talked about this last week, but on October 14th, just a couple days ago, it happened again. So, that's crazy. Uh, let's see. 12 people died in Tanzania after heavy rains triggered flooding in Dar es Salaam. So let's send to Tanzania lots of sunshine and love all around everybody. Let's go to the weekly volcano report. And then after that, I think we're just done. I think that's the end of the, that's the end of the line. As far as the news, uh, there was one more thing. Extreme drought did drain the Paraguay river to its lowest level in 50 years. Wow extreme drought uh let's send sun like you know rain 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 to paraguay man all of south america needs rain so let's go to the weekly volcanic activity report find out what i already know about sangay oh my gosh all right so normally 20 to 23 volcanoes all around the world are going off at any given time so let's see how we did this week New activity and unrest was reported for only one volcano this past week since the 7th from the 7th to the 13th. During the same period, ongoing activity was reported for 16 volcanoes. So we're having less volcanic activity than normal. We have 17 volcanoes going off. What's going on? The new activity, of course, was in Kamchatka, Russia. That makes sense because of the mass die-off. I think it's an underground uh, volcanic vent or underwater volcanic vent. When lava flows into seawater, it creates hydrochloric acid, like immediately. So that might be what accounts for, if they tested them for hydrochloric acid, I bet 
they would find that's what's in the fish bodies. That's just my gut instinct on that. So ongoing activity, uh, volcanic wise, uh, Indonesia, Japan, Russia, Papua, New Guinea, Guatemala. Ooh, Pacaya is still going off. Uh, Russia, Mexico, uh, Santa Maria in Guatemala too. Wow. Uh, Sinabung in Indonesia. That one's always going off. Siamet, Talika in Nicaragua, um, Japan and Chile. Now I don't know why they didn't put, I don't know why they did not say, maybe they just forgot to count it. Sangay has just been going off all week though. I mean, we had plumes of 40,000 feet and then 26 and then 21 and then 22. And I think 21 again, maybe even 20,000. So all these massive ash plumes coming. I mean, I know because I just changed all my bedding on my bed. I just cleaned all my covers and everything. And all of a sudden, within three days time, my bed is covered in this volcanic ash again. And my windows have been closed, you know, for about three days now. So it's just from two days ago, but I think it still works its way in. The particulate matter is so fine. It's so really, really itty bitty. And it just looks, it's like weird. It's like my clothes look like they have dandruff. It's like itty bitty white particulate matter. So I'm looking and looking and I keep looking. There's no more news from watchers. So it was intense news, but you know, compared to past weeks, it's not a whole lot. So let's see, let's go to odd news from foxnews.com. We're just going to read the headlines real quick and see what's going on. And then that will be it for this. It's not, there's not a lot going on on this website right now. Um, all right. So, right. That's weird. Massachusetts man died. While hiking in New Hampshire. That's weird. Just randomly. Uh, We already knew about those two stories. Let's see. About the Goodyear blimp in New Jersey. Everyone thought it was a UFO. It looks just like a UFO. I was convinced, actually. Venus uh, does show alien life in the clouds, they think. Um, We already knew about the man using a snake as as a face mask. (laughs) flight to nowhere Um, an off-duty deputy in California helped to thwart uh, an attempted kidnapping at Costco and also because he's a dad that's pretty good that sounds like something my husband would have done he was a he was a prison guard turned retired when he met me he was retired an Illinois man kept sandwich that Richard Nixon half ate 60 years ago. Oh my God. That is disgusting. I mean, that's really crazy. Have you could Why? What? It's just a sandwich. I mean, Richard Nixon ate half a sandwich and we kept the rest. That's a wild kind of obsession. I, 
I just can't even with that right now. Massachusetts man dies after overdosing on black licorice. Um, wow. Okay. I got to go see how much black licorice is required to overdose. We got to make sure, uh, anise essential oil is not very good for you. If you take the essential oil itself, ingest it, or even inhale it, it's okay if you do it once or, you know, one or two drops a day, three drops tops a day. And it does increase like, you know, um, breast milk if you're, uh, nursing a baby and also stops colic in babies as well. You have to put one or two drops under the tongue and then that will alleviate the symptoms in the baby. But, and you know, also if you're constipated and essential oil, it's, it's, Also, it stops an asthma attack really quickly. But the thing is with it, it is a central nervous system depressant. And it will, um, if you take it for more than two weeks, especially if you do it for three weeks or more, it can, you you can go into coma. You can die from it. So let's see. uh, According to the New England Journal of Medicine, they're, they're talking about too much of a good thing. How much did he have? He was 54... And he overdosed on black licorice because of the glycerizic acid. It caused his potassium levels to plummet. Ooh, I did not know about that. I love black licorice. I don't need it. We don't have licorice here in South America. I mean, if somebody introduced licorice down here, they would be very wealthy. Maybe I'll do that eventually. I got to learn how to make it first. Or I need to get in touch with the American Licorice Company because they already have great licorice. But um, I guess if you're 40 years of age or older, if you eat two ounces of black licorice a day for two weeks minimum, that could land you in the hospital with arrhythmia or irregular heart rhythm. Oh, Ooh, I told you central nervous system depressant. That's the anise essential oil that's in the black licorice. That is the, the taste of it. So due to the presence of glycerin in the candy, and it can, it could create dangerously low levels of potassium, which will lead to heart rhythm problems, heart failure, congestive heart failure, and high blood pressure. So even a small amount of licorice can increase your blood pressure a little bit. Well, that's really good to know, right? So that is, uh, that's crazy. So, uh, a man who was not identified in the case report collapsed while he's eating lunch at a fast food restaurant. Well, (laughs) there's another issue, but I digress. The incident occurred a few weeks after he switched from red licorice to black licorice. So he ate a bag or more of the candy every day. Well, I love licorice. I mean, I... I mean, you know, you die of licorice. It's it's not a bad way to go. I, I love licorice, but yeah, you got to be careful with the black licorice, guys. You really do. Th- let this be a warning to you. Tell your parents, you know, if they're in their fifties or sixties, because um, I used to. I honestly, I used to eat a lot of licorice. Not very much black licorice, but I mean, the chocolate licorice. Oh my god, the chocolate. It's like. Hershey's and Twizzlers created the best baby ever, right? 
you know, oh, I love that. The chocolate licorice. Oh my gosh. Well, once customs releases my stuff and I can receive mail again, a couple of you have said, can I send you licorice? Oh yes. And especially if you're in Germany and you want to send salt licorice. Oh my God. I'd be in my heaven. It just gives me the chills. First time I tried it, I'm like, ew, this is so gross. And I'm like, let me have another one. <laughs> and after a couple of days of eating salt licorice, my friend gave me some because she got tired of it. She liked it at first. And then she's like, ugh, after a while she couldn't stand it. And when I first tried it, I hated it, but then I, it grew on me and it's kind of interesting. Salt licorice, huh? There's no sugar in it. It's salty. Interesting. And yeah, I ended up really liking it. I love black licorice, but I know not to eat it every day for weeks on end. I am smart enough to know that. And now, so are you. So, let's see. Um, oh. Well, I didn't know about this. Did you guys... I, I mean, we all knew about the um, 13 men that were going to kidnap the governor of Michigan who's a female. I don't know. The lot, when I left Michigan, there was a man and it was a, a man who was a governor didn't deserve to be governor. I mean, he started the whole Flint, Michigan water crisis. And he also stopped like he, he created a law that basically said that oral sex is illegal. What a doofus. What an idiotic doofus. Anyway, uh, I'm glad he's no longer the mayor. I mean the governor. So there was 13 people were going to arrest or kidnap the governor of Michigan. Well, here's a new one. One person was arrested in a threat to kidnap and kill the Wichita mayor over a mask mandate. Well, I'm sorry, but that is clearly a sociopath or a narcissist person. People who are freaking out over the mask stuff. That is, I mean, that should be in the DSM four. I mean, it's, um, it's really intense. So, all right. Some of these things aren't all that weird. It's just, I mean, some of it's strange, but it's not terribly. All right. So here we go. Um, an Oregon woman disputes Wells Fargo claim that she's dead. Oh my God. This is my bank, dude. That's like. I don't even really want to know about that right now. Ugh. Sorry, you can't get your money. You're dead. <laughs> they wouldn't even give my my daughter her money in with her bank account with her name on it. it because it was attached to my bank account. And they're saying that she needed permission. And I had written her a note and everything. I had to call the bank and yell at them. Like, come on, give her her money, damn it. And she went back and said, and they said, okay, fine. And finally released her money. She's like, well, this, this right here, this is why I'm not going to bank with you guys ever. And I'm a young adult and I have all the years ahead of me to bank. And it's not going to be with Wells Fargo. You know, he's just treating me like that. I mean, granted, I think she had a mohawk and her hair was blue and you know, you know, it's not a punk rocker pulling a stunt, but I mean, Maybe they thought that, but it's still discrimination and ageism. It's awful. Anyway, this is a fun one. Herd of charging cows in England killed their second man in a month. 
what the hell is happening over in the UK? When did cows get violent, guys? Oh my God, they're killing us. Uh, They're going to just take us out. Police are calling on witnesses to help in the investigation. What the hell? 72-year-old man in England died after being charged by a herd of cows. This is the second such fatality in two weeks. This quote-unquote tragic death of Malcolm Flynn of Carlisle happened at 11.45 a.m. on September 11th when he was walking near Thurwall Castle and Gisland, Gisland really, or that, I'm not going to touch that one at the Denver Bowl, huh. Northumberland, Northumbria police said. Flynn was with a companion when the cows charged across the field. Now they're not saying bulls. Bulls are known for charging. These are cows. I mean, wow. He was pronounced dead at the scene. And uh, he was on a national trail that stretches on into Scotland. So are they trying to hint that these were Scottish cows? Would that make a difference? I, I, I don't know. Over a week before Flynn's death, teacher Dave Clark died after cows injured him while he was walking near Richmond, New York, North Yorkshire, according to the Guardian. Police identified him on Friday, Flynn, and called on witnesses to help in the investigation. So they're trying to figure out what happened. Wow. So, yeah, that's a, that's a really crazy way to die. I wonder if these people were in cahoots, you know, when they decided to come to Earth 70-some-odd years ago. I'll tell you what, I'm going to die by a herd of cows attacking me, and a week later you'll die doing the same. Then we'll just leave people scratching their heads and wondering. I mean, that's insane, right? Like... I've never heard of that, ever. This world is getting crazier and crazier. All right. So, uh, yeah. A machete-willing North Carolina man leaves bloody satanic messages on a sorority house. Well, I don't even really want to know more about that. That's all I need to know. The headline, yeah, happy Halloween. A woman arrested for using six children to steal Trump campaign signs. That's about right. A woman's headache caused by a tapeworm larva in her brain. Okay, that is freaking me out and I don't want to know more. Again, happy Halloween. (laughs) College student gets stuck in a clothes dryer (laughs) after having a few drinks. And... uh, I will never stop making fun of her is the quote from that. Um, that's hilarious. You know, on a dare, I, I had my friend Barry. And he said to me, actually, it was his idea. He says, do you dare me to get into the clothes dryer? We were at school, in high school. And, you know, there's a like the laundry room, you know, for the linens of the school. You know, the towels and whatnot. Massive industrial washer and dryer. And he says, uh, do you dare me to get in the, in the washing machine? It was like the front loader, giant washing machine. 
I'm all, yeah, he's like, take a picture of me. I'm like, all right. That ended up in our yearbook. And we didn't get in trouble until the teachers started looking more closely at the yearbook. They're like, when the hell were you in the dryer? They're like, that's hilarious, but, you know, if you weren't a graduating senior this year, like, that's that's not allowed. You shouldn't have been able to do that. And he's like, <laughs> and I, I'm the one that took the picture and it was Barry's idea, <laughs> but he was in the, he was in the washing machine and he put, he stuck his leg out. It was a very strange, uh, angle and it was a really fun and interesting, you know, but he, Barry always had great ideas. He was very, he is a very creative person. So anyway, a cat owner makes himself look utterly insane at a pet store. He recalls later in a viral Reddit post. I, I don't know. I think just because my cat just meowed and now he's down there meowing again. You could come upstairs, come to the top of the mountain. So I've been calling the third floor. It's, it's a huge house for such a baby kitten. When he first got here, he couldn't even go up one stair. Now he could go up all three flights. So it says, cats do make people crazy all the time. What with their constant tomfoolery and lasagna demanding tendencies. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if you're a Garfield fan, but okay. But one anonymous cat owner admitted to looking utterly insane with no one to blame but himself when he was at a local pet store. Oh, well, here comes it. Here comes Ravenspell now. He wants to hear this story. Hi, honey. Hi, baby. So here he's purring. Here he, here. He wanted, he wanted to purr for you guys. The cat owner who shared his story on Reddit, he claims that he and his partner frequently visit the local pet store to buy food and toys for their own cats. My cat just gave me a look. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. They went to the adoption center to look at the kitties. Sometimes they look familiar. But he they saw their own cats. Cats. <laughs> And the cat, the name of their cat is K-A-T. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here we go. I missed this this paragraph. His partner has a sister whose name is shortened to Cat, K-A-T. Cat has long volunteered for the local resource or rescue agencies to foster cats. And then they're brought into various locations at the pet store. So when he stops by the adoption center, he says, um, sometimes we see cats, cats. Cats, cats in the adoption center. And so I guess he was saying cats, cats. He says very loudly, are these cats? I think these are cats. Oh, (laughs) and he meant like, is this your sisters? Are these your sisters? So he didn't know if they were cats, cats. (laughs) He's like, seriously, I think these are cats. These ones are cats. And then he realized how utterly insane he must have looked. (laughs) without the necessary context. Uh, There was a 30-something-year-old guy just looking at him like, do you not know what a cat is? Like, hello? And my cat just attacked me. Hi, honey. Hey, babe, what's up? He's so cute. He's like, you're talking about cats. I have to be a part of that. All right. (laughs) So that must have been hilarious. Can you imagine? Are these cats? Are these cats? I think these are cats. These these look like cats. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that does me that does make him sound like he's a little bit crazy. All right. 
So a toddler, ooh, ooh, in Michigan, damn. A toddler loses an arm at a hybrid wolf enclosure at a grandmother's Michigan animal sanctuary. (gasps) Ooh, first of all, don't mix wolves and grandmothers. I mean, Little Red Riding Hood taught us that. But second of all, what? Whoa, I don't want to read it because, ooh, it's just too creepy. Another one, Happy Halloween. Oh, and another jetpack reported flying near Los Angeles Airport and the identity of the man in the jetpack still remains unknown. That's pretty cool, actually. Oh, my God, a lemur was stolen from the San Francisco Zoo, according to police. And now the San Francisco Zoo is offering a $2,100 reward for the missing lemur. I might have to make a phone call, see where my daughter was (laughs) on the day the lemur went missing. My kids used to watch a show about about lemurs on, I don't know, I think it was on the Disney Channel when they were very little, back before we cut TV off. And um, we we loved the lemur show. That was an incredible show. But... um, I think we I think we met lemurs when we were in Peru. We hung out with a bunch of animals in the jungle and I think we actually did we have lemurs? We had a lot of primates for sure. All right. So, let's see. That was all we had from the Fox News. Let's see what Sky News was up to today. Well, the, yeah, here's some fun ones. Um So, a rare orange lobster is rehomed after a, its chance discovery. Oh, okay. So it's not going to get eaten. I guess that's okay. An unexpected arrival for plane passengers as a baby was born in the middle of flight. Well, that's interesting. I wonder if that means does 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 the mom get charged now for the baby? Or half of the half the ticket for half the flight. I wonder. Hopefully not. Moment of joy. Cricket game breaks out in a South London street after ten o'clock curfew. Ah, I can see where just stuff like this is gonna start randomly happening. When my son got home tonight, there were, some of the neighbors were you know neighbor kids were out uh, having a few beers and a laugh out here at the barbecue pit. Because people are just like tired of, of being cooped up. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't blame them. All right, so a rare two-headed snake had slithered into a woman's house. Well, that sounds about right. Welcome to 2020. I mean, what does that mean? I mean, the snakes are, well, kundalini symbols. Two-headed snake, that's like a twin. Maybe, maybe her twin flame is on its way. <laughs> that would be like the worst possible thing to happen as a sign from the universe that your twin flame is on its way that's creepy as hell a two-headed snake I mean if, if, if that's not an omen for 2020 I don't know what is do you hear my cat he's, he's rearranging my bedroom <laughs> he's running all over the room he's like knocking stuff over and running all over the room 
All right, let me see where we are at as far as time. So I don't want to be over. All right. We got a few more stories. Okay. Um, a bungling burglar leaves his name and address at a crime scene. <laughs> Just when you thought you're going to get away with it, too. Uh, you don't need the mangy mutt or the meddling kids when you're an idiot, I guess. And here's a fun one. A politician stuffed... 4,500 pounds in money, not actually pounds of silver, in his underpants while he was being uh, rating, be, uh, being rated, while he was, what is that? Okay, let me start this again. Politician stuffed 4,500 pounds in the underpants he was wearing during a raid by anti corruption police. <laughs> Oh, well, why did they say, oh, because this is Sky News. This is out of Britain. I'm like, no, this is Brazil. It it's, looks like this might be Brazil's flag. Well, uh, they, they, okay, that might sound completely crazy to everyone in the world, but I, I don't know about where this guy lives, but it's probably like Colombia. They do not have a right to look in your wallet. They can look in your purse or backpack but not in your wallet. They also cannot search dogs, and they also cannot search your inside of your bra or the inside of your underwear. So anything you don't want anyone to catch, well, at least in Colombia and apparently in Brazil, you just uh, make certain you shove that in your underwear, baby. <laughs> that's what I think is... Uh, I think that's what's going on there. Um <laughs> he was raided by the anti-corruption police so very quickly shoves 4500 4, bucks in his underwear oh my goodness my cat is attacking my little mushroom stool that I painted my artwork that's like the best possible scratching post for him it's made from pine and he's going to be able to he's going to be able to kill it really easily <laughs> Oh my goodness, what is that? Oh my god. Okay, I might have to get that away from him. Kitty found a pendulum. <laughs> Earlier this morning, this cat grabbed my uh, necklace. <laughs> and um, and he put it he, he put it in his mouth. And he went running across the floor, banging my amulet. He's like definitely a witchy cat, man. He loves my amulet. He's always trying to bite it and lick it. And <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear this. He's going absolutely crazy. Pitter-patter, kitty cat feet. All right, let's see. Do we have any more? We might have time for one more from Coast to Coast AM. Let's see if we can find the best one here. Um... Yeah, this is what I wanted to read last week. So let's read this. This is the last one, and this is another happy Halloween story. <laughs> a man was accused of vandalizing a cemetery in attempt to resurrect his late grandmother. <laughs> what the actual heck? We're going to have to read the article, and then this will be the last one for the night. 
All right. Um, a Tennessee man's accused of causing a staggering $30,000 worth of damage to a cemetery in what he told police was a bid to resurrect his late grandmother. The bizarre incident reportedly occurred on Monday evening when cops in the city of Knoxville, Tennessee, responded to a call about vandalism at a church cemetery. When they arrived on the scene, they discovered several broken gravestones as well as numerous puzzling holes that have been dug into the ground. Now, this is an article, by the way, it's on coasttocoastam.com by Tim Binnell. He writes all of their articles, and he's awesome. I love all the stuff he writes about. So, anyway, uh, let's see. This is weird. Fortunately, it did not take long for the cops to crack the case, as they were quickly led by a witness to a man named Danny Frazier. When he was questioned by police, he promptly admitted he was behind the brazen act of vandalism, and he offered a rather strange reason for what he had done. His actions had actually come from an altruistic place when he was trying to resurrect his grandmother, who passed away eight years earlier and was buried at the cemetery. Now, while authorities presumably understood the pain of missing a lost loved one, the long arm of the law was understandably less forgiving and Frazier was subsequently charged with felony counts of vandalism and also trespassing. Ah, to make matters worse, it would appear that the man's attempt to bring his grandmother back to the realm of the living proved futile, costing him what would have been a valuable character witness at his trial. <laughs> Meaning the grandmother, had she was, had she been able to be resurrected, she would have been the valuable character witness. <laughs> oh God, this guy's writing never disappoints. That said, <laughs> one assumes that Frazier's resurrected Mima <laughs> would not have been too thrilled with the damage he had done to the cemetery. Yeah, it's probably for the best that she continues to rest in peace all right guys (laughs) well that's it for the week that is it for tonight's show as well i will be back on monday with all unique and original programming just like always we will continue our delving into the life and teaching of the masters of the far east on monday I love this book series. It's six books and they're just fascinating as hell. And so we'll see <laughs> Ooh, all the new miracles that will be brought up in Monday's show. I, if you have missed it, go back and listen to the first two episodes of that so that you'll be fresh for Monday's show. Because this, I mean, it's, it doesn't get any better than this. Absolutely metaphysics straight up where spirituality and higher vibrational science meet in the middle is this story. So you don't want to miss it. It's, uh, basically the field notes by BT Spalding, uh, and it's from 1894 when they found the ascended masters living in the Himalayan mountains. So it's pretty interesting. 
So that's it. Uh, I wanted to say thank you to you guys for listening to the show and liking, forwarding, favoriting, subscribing, whatever it's called on the podcast player app or platform you are currently using. And for those of you who have actually shared and done the at mentions on Instagram, I retweet you or retweet. It's not tweet. Sorry. I re mention you immediately when you do that. And I just wanted to say thank you to those of you who have done that. Like three or four of you did that today. Really? Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Now, if you, uh, feel the need to, uh, donate, you can do so via PayPal. I keep forgetting to mention this. It's, uh, basically at, um, my email for PayPal is metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com or mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com. And you can DM me directly if you need anything such as a reading um, or anything at all. Let me know if you have any questions about the show. Just just ask. Uh, the show isn't so big that I can't answer you. I can, I can still answer you guys right now. So that's pretty cool. And I love to interact with you guys. It's been super fun. So at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram. You can just DM me and we can talk about anything. Just shoot the breeze, whatever. If I have a few moments, I will definitely talk to you just about anything. I mean, timeline hopping or you got a ghost in your house you need help with, whatever. Just let me know. So, um, that's it. I'm glad we're on this spiritual journey together. We are learning and growing together and growing in love and compassion and everything else. I'm really, really grateful to have you on the journey with me. And I love you so much. You guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. So that's it. I think I need to go take care of a very curious, spooky cat. You could probably hear (laughs) all the things he's knocking over. (laughs) And, um, well, he's pointing out, he's just pointing out the things I probably should put away. (laughs) I guess I don't really need my shelf of essential oils. I need a drawer that can shut easily (laughs) and keep the cat away from them. Apparently. Anyway, (laughs) I got to go babysit a little spooky cat. I hope you guys have a lovely weekend and I will be back on Monday. But for now, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.